You're listening to Girls God Watt. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 156. This episode is sponsored by Four Athletics. That's F O U R Athletics.com. F O U R Athletics.com. Did you see the picture they posted this morning of the shorts? No. Okay, so. <gasps> Tell what? me, what? tell me all about it. I'm so excited. So the shorts that I wore this morning are, I, I feel like every time we talk about Oh, four, that you wore. Yes, I thought you were asking if I, if for athletics. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. So I feel like every time we talk about for athletics, we're always like, it's kind of like the word that starts with an L. So I'm like, let's not mention that. Let's say like, it's kind of like and but it's cheaper and it's like the exact same quality. So I posted a picture this morning because I worked out in those shorts and they are exactly like some might say schmoosh, 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 But they're for athletics and they're amazing. So go ahead and explain the crowdfunding thing yeah. because you're way better at so- it than I am. It says crowdfunding. Think of it more as like a pre-order. So the way that they do it is you buy, you pre-order, and then once they fill up their batch, then that order goes to be produced and shipped out directly to you. And so that way, they don't have to keep stuff in the warehouse. They can use their direct uh, U.S. suppliers. Everything's made in the U.S. And so it's a little bit confusing because you go on there and it's like 20% funded. But think of that more as like this batch is 20% full. And then, you know, as you buy it, it's just like it continues to fill up the bucket. And then when the bucket is full, it goes to the production. Perfect. Thank you, Claire. You're so welcome. And we are loving their clothes. And I feel like every time we uh, mention for athletics, I'm like, it's so soft. But I their know, clothing really is are. so soft and awesome quality. So you and can support the podcast. Great people. Really can, great people. Yes, they're awesome people. You can support the podcast by supporting for athletics. That's F-O-U-R athletics.com. The discount code is G-G-W. This episode is also sponsored by Kalo, the makers of the silicone wedding rings. That's Q-A-L-O.com. And that discount code is also G. GW. So you guys, you listeners out there, if you like the podcast, you, it's a great way to support us by supporting our great sponsors. We are so excited this week to welcome Margot Alvarez to the show. Hi, Hi Margot. Margo. Hi. I'm super excited to be here. Yay. Do you like our unison welcome? <laughs> I do. It was perfect. Oh, we timed that just we for have you. A cheer. <laughs> you're, in, you're in Montana. Awesome. You're in Montana, right? Yes, correct. I'm in Montana right now. So my BFF is uh, from Billings. My BFF okay. from grad school is from Billings. How far are you from there? That's about five and a half, six hours. Oh, that's like there. far. That's real it's far. It's a good amount of distance. Billings yeah. is teeny tiny. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, you, the bigger, the biggest, I guess, cities here in Montana would be, I think, Billings, uh, Missoula, and Bozeman. Okay. The bigger cities. There are some bigger towns and areas, Ugh. but I think those are the three bigger ones. Where and are you? Probably, I'm in Missoula. Okay. I've so been to... Beautiful. Is, Cl- I know, is Clyde gorgeous. Park a place? That probably is a place. I'm not sure. It's uh, like there, tiny. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely a, tons of tiny towns in here. I uh, I grew up in Stevensville, which is about 30 minutes south of here. Um, and I graduated with about 110 kids in my high school. Like wow. My, I mean, I know there's smaller schools out there, smaller areas, but it's definitely a small area here. So. Yeah. Well, the bigger question is, where is Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel in relation to where you are? <laughs> are they in Montana? Yeah. <laughs> Really? I didn't know that. They totally have a house somewhere. Yeah. You you may even be, I don't know. I have no idea. It's probably, we could Google it right now, but you know, it's it's like, you probably, what if they're your neighbors and you didn't even know it? Uh, (laughs) Do do some of your neighbors wear big hats? Uh, They do wear big hats, but probably not ones that maybe cover their faces. I don't (laughs) think you should probably have one covering your face. Um, He lives in Missoula. Does he really? 
That's funny. <laughs> so now you know. I didn't even know that. I was going to guess maybe Whitefish or Kalispell because that is about two hours north of us, two, into, two to two and a half hours. And it's gorgeous up there. It's right by the lake, and it's so pretty. A lot of people have um, like summer cabins up there. It's gorgeous. So I would imagine that be maybe a place that they'd be. But I'll now have to like say every time you know, like look a, for him when yeah. I go walk around. Every time like an Escalade rolls by, you're gonna be like, oh my god, it's just a <laughs> That's so funny. I we all should that. tweet him to start doing CrossFit, and then you will be his coach, yes. and then it'll just he be... could be like the Rocky Mountain Bob Harper. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's hilarious. I will have to definitely look into that for sure. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Bob Harper. Hey, Jessica Beals from Boulder. Oh, I know. Yeah. We're so only like right. Well, we just like, got you started on that, Margo. <laughs> You're welcome. No, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you this week. And we always like to start with the super hashtag so famous CrossFitters with what we like to call your CrossFit testimonial. So um, if you would please let us know. Indulge us. Indulge us. Of how you found CrossFit. I know you have a background in sports and you did running. Um, and so talk a little bit about briefly how you found the CrossFit. It, I had friends that had done it before. Um, and we actually did, I had, there was a, so it's like crazy because there's like little bits and pieces where I heard about CrossFit, but I was like, yeah, like I'm into my running. I don't want to focus on that. And so I kind of pushed it off. Um, I first heard about it from a trainer from a gym in the Walnut Creek area that I was living in California, um, and I did a workout, and he's like, oh, you should check out this CrossFit, CrossFit thing. It's really cool. He was a, a coach and a co-owner at a different gym and uh, in San Ramon, and I was like, all right, that's cool, but I still have my, marath- my half marathons that I was training for, so I was like, I just pushed it off and never did anything. I just continued to do my own like workouts at the gym that I'd run. And then in um, a few months later, some friends that were from uh, a gym in NorCal, the NorCal CrossFit down in uh, like south of San Francisco, we did a Tough Mudder together. And they're like, oh my gosh, you should try CrossFit. It's amazing. You would totally love it. Because uh, I was, I was kind of getting into um, the UFC gym where I was getting into like the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and the Fight Fit classes and like just changing things up from the running. Yeah. And so they were like, you should totally check it out. You it would be down your alleyway of doing something different. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll, I will. A couple months went by more. And the whole time are you thinking it, like, yeah, 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 whatever. It's just another yeah, fad. I'm like, yeah, like I just, I, I never, I didn't really research it. I didn't even actually look into it. I think I just was like, oh, that's cool. Like I'll look into it later. Like I never put it as a priority. And like I look back and I'm like, man, maybe I should have because then I would be able to start maybe a little earlier <laughs> um, or like be obsessed with it earlier. Right. Uh, and so I waited a few more months and then like, end of January or end of February beginning in March of 2011 rolls around and um, a friend of mine was like hey there's a gym that's close by I'm gonna go check it out do you want to do the class with me I was like cool I'll go check it out because I kept hearing about it people kept telling you should go you should go I was like yeah like just kind of pushing it off so I said all right I'll go I finally went and it was like burpees and snatches and it was so hard I've never done any barbell movements like a snatch was completely foreign to me so when I did it I was like this is so awkward and it was like a man's bar the 45 pound bar and I just felt like a fish out of water but it was so challenging and I for me I, I think I really liked that I was kind of pushing myself to a place where I'd never done something like that before and as exhausting as it was it also kind of inspired or motivated to be like oh yeah I want to try this out like I don't know anything about it and now I want to learn about it if yeah. that makes sense and then uh, I became like literally I became the CrossFit Kool Aid drinking girl. Like people kind of make fun <laughs> of like once you're a couple years into CrossFit, you look back you're and you see someone that just started and all they talk about is CrossFit. All they do is CrossFit. I was one of those girls. Yeah, where you're I like, mean, you're talking to two people who started a podcast about CrossFit. Yeah. so <laughs> we get it. <laughs> totally get it. 
<laughs> but I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, yeah, it's so funny when you first start how much of the Kool-Aid you drink. And you're, and you're just, just like, so this is the only on way. It's the only yeah. way. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, yeah, it was literally just everything I would think about. Like, oh, I'd go to classes and I'd still do my running. And I still had a couple like half marathons I were signed up for. So I still completed those. And I still had friends that didn't do CrossFit, but I talked to them about it. And they're kind of like, wow, that's really cool. Like, they were happy for me. But at the same time, it's like, all right, cool. Like, what else is going on in right. your life? <laughs> yeah so, anything else there? i don't know about you guys but sometimes i feel like how i don't know i i know that every, to each his own everyone has their own thing but there's part of me that's like oh i really wish you could know this in your life like this yeah. is such a fun thing to have in your life but i yeah. guess it's like with anything like some people like to fish i don't want to fish totally you don't yeah, want to what think... fish oh I don't like fish that's her <laughs> but i'm yeah, like I if think... you only knew yeah i think everyone has their own kind of like passion about what it, like anything it doesn't have to be crossfit but like you said fishing or anything else like people find that and they just kind of throw everything into that right so i think it's just yeah you find what you really enjoy or what you really like and then you put everything into that and do you so. feel like that it, do you feel like when you tried crossfit it was more of just the challenge the physical challenge the mental challenge was it all of it together Oh, that's a good question. I think I think it's a combination of both. Like definitely the physical challenge of not being able to do something. Because um, as I attended more classes, excuse me, I found out there was a lot of things that I could not do. Toes to bar, pull ups, like putting a barbell overhead was like probably the most challenging thing I've ever done because I've never done that. Push ups, all that stuff. So it's like I think it was definitely a combination of the mental aspect and the physical aspect. But for me, I, I love being able to push myself and challenge myself. Say, hey, I can't do this. Well, let me try and get better. Let me at least attempt to do what I want to do. Uh, and then the community obviously has been amazing. Like I think that's what I really loved is that people are so supportive in CrossFit. And as you meet other people, it's kind of like you see someone wearing nanos or you see them wearing a shirt that says CrossFit. And you're like, you CrossFit? Like where do you CrossFit at? It's kind of like it's a, the start of a conversation. <laughs> totally. And even though you don't know each other, you could be passing each other in the airport. You're able to have that kind of conversation. Oh, it's so great. It's yeah. so great. Our, our – um... Our hashtag for that, we, you will quickly find out. We have a hashtag for everything. Our hashtag for that is, do you know about the CrossFit? Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Do you know? Do you the know other day the I was CrossFit? dropping my son off at daycare and this woman walked in with her like two-year-old and she had a rogue t-shirt on. And I was like, wanted to be like, do you know? Yeah. Do you know about the CrossFit? It happens <laughs> all the time. And I saw a guy at Starbucks the other day with <laughs> Metcons and a Kayla yeah. ring. And, and I wanted like, to be like, ah. <laughs> But I didn't. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and so it, funny. And it's interesting because now that it's CrossFit is getting bigger, um, like there are more seminars, there are more people that are attending classes and learning about it. I mean, it's growing, but obviously not like you, if you take yourself out of the environment of the gym and you yeah. go to somewhere, maybe the airport, like you will not, I mean, if you're lucky, you might run into someone that does CrossFit or is wearing something that resembles some sort of CrossFit or Reebok that you see and you're like, ooh, maybe they do CrossFit. Maybe they, uh, maybe they go to the local gym and it's, but it's like, it's getting bigger and it's growing, which I think it's great. Um, but at the same time, it's like you're seeing people wear maybe wearing nanos or the quail rings and it's like, well, maybe do they CrossFit or maybe they just do triathlons or maybe they do other sports that they don't want to like wear the ring or they, they really like the shoe because of how it looks or how it feels. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. It's cool to see the the evolvement, the, the evolution of it. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny that you say that because I remember going to Hawaii. I don't know if you guys remember your first time wearing like your first CrossFit T-shirt. <laughs> I went to Hawaii. Um, we vacationed. It's no big deal. We vacationed in Hawaii. We we, we, we summer. No, just <laughs> pretty pretty often. And it was Love like it. four years ago. My husband and I were off to Kona. And I was like, I want to wear my CrossFit. It was the first time like our gym, I had joined a CrossFit gym and got a t-shirt for the gym. Yeah, it was nice. a big deal for me. 
And I remember traveling with the shirt. I was like, I'm going to wear my CrossFit shirt on the plane and like wear it to Hawaii. And I remember being in the airport and people being like, oh, you do CrossFit? Like being impressed by it. Not that they did it, but they saw like the cross. It was, it said CrossFit J. Yeah. 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 It said CrossFit on the, on the front. And they were like, oh, you do CrossFit? Like that must be really hard. I just remember being like, yeah, I'm pretty cool. (laughs) Because it was like, that's when I was. I'm really nominated. (laughs) It really wasn't like something that was in the mainstream of like people wearing the clothing yet, but it was so funny. I just remember feeling like that. Did you see the Instagram that Lauren Fisher and Maddie Myers, they both posted it this of like, it's like all of the Invictus athletes at the beach and they asked somebody to take a picture of them. And they were, it says like, when you ask a random person to take a picture and he asks you what you do and you say CrossFit and they say, oh, like marathons. That's so funny. I actually, I did see that. And it's crazy because I've, I've seen two sides of the spectrum. I've seen people that are like, oh, I totally know that. Like, I've seen that or I've heard of that. Uh, and then there's people that are like, oh, what's that? Like, they have no understanding of it. They just never heard of it or they've mm-hmm. never come across it. And so in describing it, obviously, to them, like, you can give them, like, yeah, it's, it's like, I mean, you can give them, like, the definition that we give at CrossFit Lectures. But it's like, they just kind of look at you with a blank stare, like, blank stare. And they're like, yeah, like, what is it? It's like, all right, let me let me break it down more, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's weightlifting movements. It's gymnastics movements. And then trying to get them to kind of understand the concept of it is, I mean, it's cool. Some people are really interested in learning. Are people like, oh, that's nice. And then, like, they go on their way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah and I so. think over the years, it's really evolved into something that everyone can enjoy and everyone can mm-hmm. get involved in, where I think at first it was very much the old school, which I think a lot of people who don't do CrossFit still think of that old school well, mentality. I, was to say, I yeah. feel like now the different, like the big difference is like people still may or may not actually do the CrossFit, but they have an opinion about the CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. I think you'll find people now that maybe have gone to a CrossFit gym, they have tried classes, they have experienced it, and maybe it's not their cup of tea. Maybe they're like, hey, that was cool. And anyone else that does it, that's awesome. But it's just not my, my thing. Like, they just not really like it. They don't want to push her. I've actually had some, I remember meeting a girl and she's like, yeah, that's really cool. I just, I just don't want to work that hard. Like, it's a lot of really hard breathing. Like, it was just really challenging for her. And she's like, I just don't want to do that. I was like, okay, like, that's cool. Like, find something she found something else obviously but like yeah it's just interesting how yeah you'll find people now that maybe have tried it before have done classes and then maybe they don't right but i think like you said yeah exactly it's evolving and it's getting to the point where like hey as long as you're doing some sort of physical activity and getting your butt off the couch that obviously is going to be great because it's like our body our our societies obviously our bodies are designed to move but our society needs more movement i mean obviously functional movement more than anything else but we need more movement so we don't get to the point where we're just sitting in chairs or movable chairs where we never actually move and we just have a chair that moves us. Yeah, totally. So, like in yeah. like in Wally. Yeah. Like <laughs> I haven't seen that movie, but everyone that tells me say, says that I need to watch it. Oh, uh, man. You should actually, go do that right now. We I can't know. talk about to Claire about uh, I love Pixar, Pixar movie. They're my yeah, favorite she's, That's all she watches. Margaret, <laughs> I, I think I heard in another podcast you're like big on movie quotes. Is that right? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Uh, so I fully expect so, you to interject one at least at, at least some one. point in this hour. <laughs> because like I may not remember like all the movie quotes from all the movies I watched, but there's some that like really resonate. Like there's movies like Tommy Boy. There's like quotes from that movie that I like, really love. And so we'll be talking with friends or hanging out, and then like all of a sudden something will pop in my hand, head that's similar to what we're talking about, and then I'll throw it out there, and people are like. What are you talking about? It's okay like, because you will hear us probably say about 50 Mean Girls We've quotes. already said two. We've already said two. Um, <laughs> if you haven't watched that movie, then you're probably going to be very lost and think we're a bunch of weirdos. So, so just a little it. warning. 
So I want to know what the switch was when you started doing CrossFit to then you started to compete. When was that moment or when was that, how did that evolve? I started in like, again, like end of February, beginning of March, 2011. And I was like, I pretty much just like got so just like excited about it. I kind of threw everything into it. I took the movement and mobility uh, seminar that Kelly Starrett had done, what that was doing at the time, um, like a month into doing CrossFit. And then about four months later, I took my level one seminar in June of 2011 because I knew I wanted to coach. I knew I wanted to give back to the community. I knew I'd been a personal trainer before and I had done a lot of uh, personal clients and I knew I at the time I was I had a full-time marketing job and I knew I wanted to make the shift back into coaching or back into training um, just because I was really inspired by it. I was like, you know, I want to be able to change people's lives and help them reach my their goals. Like I'm working towards my goals. I want to have help, help other people reach their goals. Um, and so after that, I after I got my level one certificate, I went down to Southern California and volunteered for the games or for the regionals down there. And I think that was the first time seeing athletes in a, like in a field of compete, like level of competition, I was just like blown out by them. Like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, look at all these men, women, and teams doing all this amazing stuff. Um, and I had a lot of friends that were down at uh, CrossFit Mission Gorge um, that I had met through like the weekend that I knew through like friends. And I just remember watching like their team and like talking to friends and watching the other athletes. I was like, this is incredible. Like, I, that's the first time I met Chris Clever down there. And it was just amazing just to see the level of athleticism and the caliber of athlete down there I was like I want to be there I want to be able to compete at that level and I mean this was like what four or five months into CrossFit so I clearly had a lot of room for growth but I knew that was I think kind of the moment where I was like I want to compete I want to try to get to this level Uh, and I think that was kind of the first moment that kind of like switched my I mean still definitely wanting to coach but also wanting to compete in CrossFit. So you just dove right in yeah like you started CrossFit and then you took your level one fairly soon yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I think I just got so absorbed by it. I was just moved by it. It just really struck a chord in a good way. And so I went down, I volunteered at the regionals. I was like, yes, this is awesome. And then after that, I got in contact with um, Chantel, who did all the volunteer registration for the games. And I reached out to her and I said, hey, like, do you guys need volunteers for the games? And I signed up. And she said, yeah, we do. And so I went down there for the games, stayed with, um, a lady actually I just met her like a, a month before at the regionals at SoCal and she's like you're more than welcome to stay down here uh, her name was Wendy awesome lady and uh, so I stayed with her for a couple days and then volunteered and stayed with some friends the rest of the weekend and they were long days like 12 plus hour days it was totally worth it I, uh, I actually worked with Angel who does almost all the coordinating for the games volunteers judges registration for athletes I mean, she's been involved since the beginning um, and I worked with her a lot and then also worked with the rogue team setting up rigs or running around doing stuff um, as long as I couldn't be like in the secret room. They couldn't like the only the rogue <laughs> like employees could be in the secret room because they had stuff that they would pull out at the end of the day and only people that obviously handled the equipment could see that. But um, it was just an amazing experience to be down there. And I was like, I remember looking at the stage from like where the volunteers were sitting and I was like, I want to be able to compete there. That was yeah. the next level. And it's like this was the end, like the essentially the final destination for the competition and I was just again I was motivated and inspired and I was like I want to do that and so that those those two events like back to back within like the month month and a half that would definitely was um, the propeller to kind of push me forward uh, and when I came back to Northern California I signed up for three competitions 
like back to back to back, which I do not recommend for anyone. I was going to say, I <laughs> was not- like, and how was that? <laughs> yeah. Um, the first one was good. It was the FemFit competition they had locally in like the Walnut Creek area. Um, and I just remember I, I saw Jenny LaBaugh at the games that year. And then she ended up doing that competition. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like totally starstruck. I was like, <laughs> Jenny, I'm so excited. I went up and like introduced myself and talked to her. And we're now like pretty good friends. She's awesome. We've had her on the show. She's yeah. so great. I love her. She's amazing. Um, we still keep in touch. And it was just that moment was like I was I was like so far but so close to her. And I just I was just so inspired by what she had done and who she was as a person who she is as a person still but then being able to meet her there and then compete with her was like wow like that's really cool and so I just yeah I just I did that competition and then I did two more after that and um, again it wasn't the right decision I should have done one or two and like spaced them out over a couple weeks but why was it not were you just physically and emotionally exhausted um I think it was more like I went and did the competition like the femfit I remember was two days um and then the second one I did I think was like a little lane competition like a one-day competition and then the third one I did was back in San Diego at Mission Gorge and I think it was like a two-day competition and it wasn't that I was mentally drawn out I think it was more like I did the competition on the weekend Monday I took off I'd try I would try to do some training or practice the events or movements on Tuesday Wednesday and then Thursday I'd maybe a light little run and then Friday I would rest and then go for it and I I was kind of just like asking people like oh what should I do I didn't I didn't like I hadn't met Alex I hadn't met really anyone from the gym that I was at but I, I mean I met people from the gym that I was at but I hadn't really had like a direct guide or coach I was like asking friends and people like hey what do you think I should do and so I think I was just a little lost and so I was just like yeah I'll just do these competitions I'll get experience because that's what I in my mind I thought I need to get experience competing right yeah makes sense yeah it totally makes sense um clearly i needed to work on a lot of like base movements and exercises you're like oh i need to do the movements that actually are in the competition (laughs) yeah like i definitely needed just obviously a lot of things i mean i I was so fresh and new to it so obviously anything i was going to do i felt like i was going to learn from it but uh it definitely was a learning experience that i i can take going forward and i can hopefully share with others that are out there that are looking that maybe have just found CrossFit and that are looking to compete. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of that was long and drawn out, but that was kind of like that <laughs> summer was definitely where my I think my inspiration to be able to compete and to be able to be on that competition floor kind of sparked. So the flame started and you just went for it. It's funny, yeah. we, like we always talk about how you know even just going to the games as a spectator, it's like it propels you oh, into it's like yeah, you, we just watch the games and we go back and we're like, like oh, I'm gonna be yeah. the best person in my gym <laughs> oh, and like you come back from the even just being as a spectator like you come back from the games and you pr for like two oh weeks. yeah you pr for like two weeks just in your own little like, world i yeah. love crossfit yeah, so much you totally get a shot of the crossfit it's so great yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh we, but now we always talk about like you know i i don't really think this anymore but before i had uh my i have an eight month old before i had him i used to think like you know, I bet if I trained really hard, like maybe I could go to like regionals. And I watched regionals and I'm like, nope. nope. <laughs> but before, just in our own mind, we yeah. think we can after watching you guys. Yeah. Well, and it's amazing because I think, I mean, I mean, obviously it's changed from 2011 to 2016. There's been yeah. a huge growth in the past five years. Um, but if you look back and it's like, I think like that, what you said right there, like, I think I can go there or I want to compete there. Like that in itself is so moving and inspiring for people to say or even believing. Cause it's like, people should have that belief and even that doubt. Like, even if it's like, man, it's so challenging and where I'm at now to where people are at right now, it's like, that's so, that's such a big difference, but it's like anything is possible. And like to be able to, whether it's you yourself or friends or 
like anyone that you know, like to be able to support and encourage people to reach that goal, like that is amazing in itself. Like it takes a lot of hard work to get there, but anything is possible. And I think like I used to say like, I want to go and compete at the games. And there's actually a video that um, Alex, my fiance, he created, he took snippets of it um, from the Reebok video booth they had back in 2011. And when I watched like the full length video, I was like, wow, I I look and sound crazy. Like I was all like, I love, like I love CrossFit. CrossFit is my life. But I, I had so much passion and conviction and desire to go to the games and want to compete at the games. And even at that time, people were like, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. Like you're never going to make it. Maybe never saying that to my face, but like they, they didn't necessarily maybe see that. Yeah, I could actually get there. But it's like, you know, two years later in 2013 when I made it, it was like, holy cow, like maybe I wasn't the athlete on the papers and numbers to make it, but it's like that belief and that desire to go, I think can definitely play a part into reaching that goal, whether that be competing at the games, uh, competing at regionals, or even placing like top 200 in the open, like whatever your goals are. Um, but I think it's so powerful and so important for people to state their goals and to believe in themselves and to have people around them that believe in themselves. So what are your goals, Myro? Let's hear them. Um, so... <laughs> My goal, I would like to win the games. I would like to win the CrossFit Games. I've, I've definitely said that before. I've come out and stated it. And it's, I think it's, I mean, for anyone to say, obviously, it's hard because, you know, if you don't meet that goal, like, then what? And it's like, well, at least I gave everything I got trying for that goal. Um, and so my, my goal is to definitely win the games. I'd love to win it this year. And if the, if the cards don't play out the way they should, then I'll, I'll continue to give it everything I got and go from there. This is your fifth trip to the games? Uh, fourth trip to fourth the games. Fourth trip to the games. Yeah. Okay. So you made a pretty considerable jump between your 2014 and yeah, 2015. Huge. Yeah. So you, uh, what was it, 2014, you came in 34th, is that right? And yes, then you were correct. ninth last year. So mm -hmm. was there anything in particular that you changed up? Was there a mindset change? You, is there anything in particular you that you uh, attribute that um, that change to? Yeah, so there was a, a, can, a handful of things that kind of came into play. Um, before the games in 2014, I broke my first rib on my left-hand side, uh, and that was a big bummer. I was limited to training overhead movements. I was limited to being inverted, handstand walk, handstand push-ups, et cetera. And that was uh, just from stress, right? I, yeah, I think it was just from kind of a lot of – I was doing a lot of strict handstand push-ups before the 2014 regionals. Um, that's one of my weaker movements, and so we did a lot of reps within a short amount of time. And so my body was just kind of like, all right, well, you know, maybe it's not I'm able to do all those reps right now. And I was fine. And then after regionals, about a week after regionals, I was doing some jerks. And I think the bar came down on my shoulder. And I just felt something. I was like, oh, man, like, didn't feel too good. And I thought I, like, just tweaked, I don't know, like a muscle or something to pinch. So I was like, all right. But as, as a week, two weeks went on, it didn't really get better. So then when I got <laughs> checked out, I was like, oh, you're... And I was afraid um, I'd had like maybe like a herniated disc and it was referring pain oh. like, to the shoulder to the rib. So I was more concerned with like obviously my neck and everything like that. So when I got x-ray, he's like, no, yeah, your neck's fine. Your vertebrae looks good, but your rib's broken. I was like, <laughs> that's impossible. My rib's not broken. What are you talking about? And my friend who's a chiropractor showed me the x-ray. He's like, yeah, that's a, that's a break. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Why'd you look I mean, at that? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's, that's news to me. Um, I mean, it was unfortunate, but it's like it was right before the games. And I was like, well, I'm not going to not go. Like, I already yeah. I qualified. Like, I want to go out there. And I'll give it best I got. But then after the four 2014 games, um, my coach, Alex, and I sat down and talked about it. I was like, hey, like, do you want to do this again? I was like, yeah, I, I want to do this again. Like, I know I can do better than how I did this year. Not that, like, I'm, I'm, I am – we talk about the numbers showing, like, where you're at, you know. But it's like I know that I'm capable of doing X, Y, Z. And I know I can capable of 
being on top of that podium or getting close to that podium or even being better than where I'm at right now. So we sat down and we really attacked um, some of my biggest weaknesses, which were overhead strengths, um, high rep gymnastics, so like high rep muscle ups, high rep handstand push ups, uh, long distance handstand walking. So we really focused on that in terms of the entire year. Continue to work on capacity, um, improving my aerobic capacity, um, my ability to recover, and continue to work hard the entire year. And obviously, like it's not just like okay, the couple months it comes down to it, but it's all the days that you go in and you just essentially like put all those days work in. You know, you'd say like going to a bank account, like you deposit a little bit of money each day. You go to the gym, you deposit a little bit of work each day, you know, and all that adds up after a year. And so leading into the 2015, I felt I felt stronger. I felt better. I definitely would worked on a variety of things. I uh, My biggest improvement, I think, again, was like in high rep gymnastics, being able to do more reps and that shoulder endurance and the shoulder stamina was huge. And that's something we continue to attack throughout the year. Um, so then when the 2015 games came around, um, I was able to be able to show like, hey, like I've been able to work on some of my weaknesses and I was able to do better from the year before, which I was obviously very happy about. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, not every year everything is going to go like to plan or like you obviously want to get better each year. But it's like I went from the 26th place in 2013 to 34th. And I was like, you know, what? like I, I definitely was fitter than 2016 or excuse, excuse me, 2013. Right. Um, you just had that injury. But, yeah, I just have injury. But it's like I'm not going to make excuses and like rest my laurels on that. But I'm going to continue to move forward. Um, but then going into 2015 and being able to go out there and say, hey, just focus on me and my plan and uh, on all the work that we've done and being able to go out there and like stick to my plan and showcase it, it was able to finish where I finished, which was I was very happy with. Like I was very, um, very proud of everything we worked for. And it, it's obviously not just myself as an athlete, but it's myself and my coach and how we work together and what we do to, to be out there. Um, and so it was really nice to be able to like, all right, man, we put all that hard work. Like, that's awesome. Like, it was just like a pat on the back, but like, thank you. Cause it's like, we've worked so hard. Yeah, totally. It, you know, so it's really cool. So just being a couple weeks out from the 2016 games, if you were to, let's say it's, you know, it's Sunday, you're like six points out of that top spot and they announce the final two events. What would be, what would you be like? Yes, I'm going to win. And what would you be like? <laughs> well, I might as well just go home right now. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, in terms of like b- favorite movements, I'd probably see, I'd love to see like deadlifts or double unders running, which I, we, I know we'll see running at the games. We'll probably have that at least two or three times. There'll be variations mm-hmm. of running like sprints and then long distance. It'd be cool to see the pegboard again. I've you been practicing killed. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I was, I mean, I had never practiced a pegboard before the 2015 games. The gym that I was at, we were in El Paso at the time. And the gym had just gotten a pegboard like a week before the games. And it was like a homemade one. They installed it. I was like, that's super cool. I was like, I should totally try it. But my coach and I, Alex and I were talking. I was like, yeah, like, I don't know if that's actually going to show up there. Like, we got other things we got to work on, like (laughs) handstand, push-ups, parallettes, whatever, all that stuff. So we're like, all right. You're probably just like kicking yourself on the last day. Exactly. So when it's revealed, Alex was like, I'm kicking myself in the face right now. Like, <laughs> and I saw it when I saw it, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> but I mean, learning lesson, like you have to expand your horizons when it comes yeah. to the games. They could throw literally everything. Like I could see them throwing like rock climbing at us. You yeah. know, I mean, that's similar to a pegboard in the concept of pulling yourself up and over a wall or whatever. But yeah, it and was. And I'm always so curious what they're going to pull out. Like Claire you, wants the limbo. I year. really want the, li- I want the limbo in the open though. <laughs> 
That's because, awesome. Like he's really, I I say this, I say this. How like, low can you go? How low? It's measure. It's like accuracy. It's balance. It's flexibility. Like that there's, is true. There's so many things that you're testing what with was the limbo. Sam Dancer. Who do we interview recently that was like, yeah, that's a really good idea. I Sam or, it was, oh, it was Ryan Moody. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just funny. I like <laughs> Dave Castro is missing out on making he like really a quarter is. million people do Dave, limbo. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm always interested, you know, I'm like, okay, are we going to see triple unders? Are we going to see like burpee backflips? Like, what do you, do you think that, do you have a, like a prediction for? Like a random. For what yeah, like the unknowable yeah. will be? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, it's Wheelbarrows. Tough. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely, we had wheelbarrows last year. Yes, like, I they've done wheelbarrows, yeah. Yeah, like they want to do something that's, that's going to test the fitness of the athletes, but at the same time, like they want to, like people that come to attend, like all the spectators, they want it to be fun to watch. You know, yeah. They want it to be entertaining. They want it to be exhilarating, like breathtaking. So I could see maybe, I mean, if I know they'll probably introduce some new element. It's always tough to tell what it'll be, but I could see them definitely reintroducing like the pegboard again, the pig again, but maybe changing up a little bit and like changing the format of how it's given to us. I could see some sort of, I mean, rock climbing would be kind of cool. It's a little bit different, um, uh, but in terms of like new movements, it's tough because it's like, man, like they like you think you, you could think of it all, but then it's like, nope, you didn't think about this. Right. Like I could see maybe in terms of on the swim, like Wednesday, maybe they drop us off in the middle, not in the middle of the ocean, but they drop us off like a good amount of distance from the shore and say, hey, cool, we're gonna drop you off here. Now you gotta swim in. Right. So and that's kind of like, uh, okay, okay, like how far out are we? How far do we gotta go? Yeah, weren't there like, like oh, sharks last year too? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember 2014 after the swim event, like the next, like that afternoon or evening or the next day, uh, it was circulating around that I guess there was a shark like super close. I can't remember yeah. the distance. Super close to us, and uh, it was just Dave Castro dressed up in a shark suit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they asked the the like, lifeguard or the the coast guard and they said hey you know like is it a, is it an issue like should we do anything do we need to call it and they're like nah nah like if it gets too close we'll just like shoot it away oh, and i told the story <laughs> and people die laughing they're like shoot it away they're like just gonna shoot a shark away i'm like well i don't know like clearly we survived like yeah okay. i mean you can shoot a bear away why not shoot a shark away yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i want to take that gamble yeah. oh my gosh and i don't know I mean, it's tough because, like, when you're in the water, like, the last thing you need to be thinking about or worrying about is a shark or anything else about that. Like, you just got to focus on your breathing and, like, sightseeing on where you're going to be going because you don't want to obviously spend two minutes going the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> so. I feel like every time that they introduce, like, some seemingly totally random event where everybody gets super pissed off, everyone's, like – Everyone goes back and is like, hey, whatever. Greg Glassman mentioned this once in a sentence in a CrossFit Journal's article <laughs> in 2001. Like yeah. before the CrossFit Journal even was a thing. Like, you know, oh, he texted Dave Castro about, you know, like whatever. And it's you like. You can't complain. Yeah, you can't complain. <laughs> like, yeah, like this was on. The, this was the 11th commandment. Didn't you not know? Yeah. It came down from the it, tablet from like the mountain. <laughs> it's funny. Actually, I did hear that. Like, and I, people were talking about the article that that Coach Glassman did talk about the pegboard. And it's interesting because it's like, if you look at the history of the games and you look at the history of CrossFit, it's like there's always going to be a movement that is challenging where all or a very handful of people can't complete or can complete. And it's like back in 2009, they're like the parallel handstand push-ups and people were struggling with those. It's like, what the heck? Like, but now, yeah, now we have a standard. deficit. Yeah, now it's a standard. So it's like, I think that's what the beauty of CrossFit is. We can constantly be getting faster. We can constantly be getting be better, uh, lifting more weight 
create, uh, evolving, changing, doing new movements, yeah, or becoming like the more first, gymnastic. Uh, like those rope climbs. We were there for yeah. that one. And I just remember like watching everybody just like look at the rope, like what do you, what do you expect me to do here? And now it is, it's fully the state. Now like the team's athletes are doing it. Exactly. And you look and if you think 2013, they had them at the games and it's like coming up the next year, it's like you knew they were going to pull something from the games to regionals, didn't know what, but it's like then it was legless rope plans. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like now you got to become better. Now you become, become better at this or better at that. And it's like you, if you want to become or you want to compete at the games or regionals or whatever level that is, we're going to acquire those high skill movements. You have to be able to evolve as an athlete as well. Yeah. And not put a block up and say, oh, they're never going to have this. Well, it's like, you can't say never. Like, never say never, you know? I, so- I think it's interesting, too, that they've gone towards, like, the strict movements. Like, you know, now the strict muscle up and the strict handstand push-ups and just adding, like, that extra level of – I think yeah. we're going to see triple unders. I said it last year, but I think we will see it this year. And it, it's interesting. I remember a lot of people seeing they would see triple unders this past year, 2015. They never came out. And it's like, they could. I, I Personally, like, me myself attempting them and then trying to watch someone else do them, like, judging them. I'm like, man, I feel like it's pretty tough. But it's like, if they decide to have them, they'll obviously have a way to be able to judge them. Yeah. Because um, it's like, I've, people can do them slow motion and you can see the rope. But then when you're doing them at speed, it's like, woof, that's way different, that's you know? That's true, yeah. That's a lot harder. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they have. I always like the odd objects at the games, like the yeah. sandbag carry or in 2015, they, or excuse me, 2014, they had like those three different object, objects, different weights, you know, sprint down, sprint back. I, it, I think that's mm-hmm. fun because it, it changes it a little, a little bit. But that's what CrossFit's about, like being able to take the movements that you learn in the gym and be able to apply it outside the gym. So how do you get creative with training as far as, wow, we're going to have to really just kind of think ahead of some crazy ass movement coming (laughs) into the games. Like, do you just kind of think outside the box? You just are constantly evolving training. How do you work around that? Yeah. So my, so my coach and fiance, Alex, he and I will sit down and talk about stuff like, Hey, like, what are my weaknesses or what are my strengths or what do you think they would see or what did I not do good last year on and how can I improve on it this year? And then making maybe taking components of certain things like, for example, the sprint where we focus a lot on the mechanics of the sprint and the start of the sprint, which is like, okay, well, maybe it doesn't seem important, but it's like when it comes to CrossFit, like seconds and even tenths of a seconds can be very important in events like that. So we're trying to fine tune it and change it out. So we've done a lot of stuff like more drills with like hurdles and sprint starts, which is like, all right, well, why would you need that? But again, like that can apply towards not only sprinting period, but also like if you have an event where you need to like get off the block or get off from the starting position as fast as possible. But that also transfers to like, all right, say I have to pull a sled or I have to do something where I have to drive and I need to get low, like the transferability of that of that drill uh, comes into play. So we'll sit down and we'll talk about stuff and things that we can do in the gym and then things we can go like say to the track or we can go to a gym that has, or we can go outside the gym that has like the prowlers or the sprints and use that to play with things and make it change, make it ever kind of ever changing. Cause you can kind of, it can get mundane practicing like, okay, all the pull-ups and all the wall balls and all the shoulder overhead and all those movements. So, but it's like, all right, I still need to train those cause they're going to have those. They're going to have those CrossFit regional workouts at the games. Uh, but then now the games spectrum becomes even wider so it's like all right like you said like new events or new movements what do I got to do to incorporate those in my training so we try to kind of sit down and talk about everything and again we always look back to previous years because it's like in 2013 they had the workout from the the 2007 games Mm -hmm. the 1000 meter row and then the 25 pull up seven shoulder overhead five rounds of that so it's like oh man like who's to say they can't pull from the past few years and pull something out you know I want you to think because I'm going to ask you a couple questions but we always want to give people a second to think about this because I know that your fiance is your coach yeah and Claire and I like to talk a lot about relationship hacks 
slash uh-huh. marriage hacks. So I want you to think about these before we end the interview <laughs> because they're so, for example. So like for. I it's just, how to make your relationship work. And especially you have an extra layer because you work with your coach is your fiance. So it's almost like you have to find tricks in your relationship to make it work. I mean, the one that you get, your, your example Mine is, is just, probably the best. It's just so straightforward. <laughs> so like Joy is such an introvert. I'm a major she, introvert is a therapist so yeah. all day long all she does is talk to other people I so when she comes do home, psychology all day long and then nice. and then her husband works from home uh, he travels a lot but he works from home okay. and so when she comes home at the end of the day he wants to talk he's like at the talk. door like a, like a I've dog been talking and solving like, problems all day and so joy hides in the bathroom i hide in the bathroom for like 10 That's minutes hilarious. when she first gets home to like yeah. decompress marriage hack marriage hack so i want you to think of like little is there anything fun ways that you guys like work around your little quirks to make it work that you that you just know you have to do this in order to make it work and especially because you work together i want you to think about that okay okay so keep so, that on the back burner yes, um so. but i really want you to think <laughs> of just in a few words because i really want to move on to talking about prepare and execute what is the vibe when you're just about to walk on to the competition floor electrifying. at the games yeah yeah at the, the games, games like, uh, to simplify it to one word like electrifying like you have nerves going on but like excitement at the same time. And it's for me, I always try to like focus on my breathing and smile because that allows me to kind of come back to center and like see the big picture, like, holy cow, like look at where I'm at. Um, so there, yeah, I think electrifying is like the perfect word for it because there's like so many emotions and excitement, but the nervousness, like you want to do good on the workout, but there's so much energy there. It's just like, yeah, it's exhilarating. And last year, I remember when we were watching the, when we were watching Murph, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that was just, it was painful for us to watch and I don't want to relive it really. But was that something for you to just like, was it a new level of like digging into some deep mental game? Because that looked, for us to watch it, it was like digging into a deep mental game. Oh. I can't even imagine what that was like for yeah, you. Yeah, oh, it is um, hard to watch. I think and it's interesting because a lot of people have expressed like, oh man, like that was, it was really tough. And it's like, I remember even before the games, like once it was an- announced and even like obviously preparing for that, like mentally, physically, like I've done the workout before a yeah. good handful of times. Um, and it, but like remembering the bigger picture, like we're here to honor a fallen soldier. We're here to honor this person who gave their life for other people. And that for sure put it in perspective. And a friend of ours is actually um, as part of the Navy SEALs. And he gave me um, a SEAL team coin that obviously only the SEAL teams, they receive them. Um, but he gave it to me kind of as a, as a, hey, you know, like, congratulations on making it to the games. Like, here, I want to share this with you. And he gave it to me. And I was like, man, I, I felt very honored to have that. And so I put that actually in my shorts when I did the event. And I just, I could feel it because it was a little heavy. So I could feel it in my zipper. But I just, I tried to remember and focus on that. Like, even it was tough, even when I'm sweating and I'm breathing and I, I just remember the squats were a very challenging part to get through because there was so many reps. But I just remembered like, like kind of who are we doing this for? Like in remembrance of these individuals who have given their lives, not just Murph, but right. all the individuals, men, women, people that have sacrificed their lives and their lives and have given us um, the ability and freedom to do what we love. Like I tried to just focus on that and remember that more so than anything else because I knew that would be in essence why we're doing it. That's more important than the the event and how it obviously we're there to compete but it's like being able to take myself out of that helped me continue to push through the entire workout. Yeah, it was like... But then I was thinking like, I and I don't want to go, I mean, this was, we don't want to focus on last year but I'm yeah. like, it was so freaking hot. Like you had vests <laughs> on. I mean, I it, get the mental piece too but I'm like on some level like you're just thirsty. You just need a drink. <laughs> yeah, and like... You need some water. That, <laughs> and that's the thing is like you have to like Oh. Yeah, they were going to. I mean, they had water there, and like I just made sure, like I had a bottle. Yeah. Like, 
comes out and like I would take a little bit of it but it's like you just got to keep pushing it and stuff but it's like we're at the games like they're going to give us events and they're going to make us do things that are going to be really hard that are going to test us physically and mentally but it's like we decided to we all signed up for this we all yeah. wanted to get there you know so it's like we got to take it's like oh like well, I want my pizza and my pie, but uh, I don't want it without this, and I don't want it with this. It's like, no, man, like, this is how it's delivered. Yeah. <laughs> you got to like, kind of suck it up and go for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's just, again, like, we decided to sign up and be here, so it's like, let's do what we got to do to get through it. And, yes, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard, but I wouldn't be like, all right, cool, this is too hard. I'm going to back out. Like, I'm not sure how everyone else, and I can't speak for everyone else, but I can speak for myself. It's like, I'm going to do whatever I can in my power to, to do what I can to be there. And it's like, now that I'm there, I'm going to fight for everything I have to do the best I can to finish on that podium or to be better than I was the year before. Yeah. And ultimately it's going to come down to me versus myself versus anyone else, you know, and yeah. what I'm capable of. It's so inspiring. It's so inspiring. I just like thinking back to last year. It's just like, it's so cool. Just that whole experience too. And I can't imagine, I can, I can only imagine that being at the games multiple times, does that bring some level of comfort, not comfort, but you know what I mean? Like, you know how this goes. You know, what you're getting yourself into a little bit. Yeah. Like I have the experience now where I've, I've complete, I've competed nu- numerous years now. So I have an idea of how it's going to flow. And like, I know like we're not going to have much time before recovery or I know I need to have as much prep food, water, whatever with me to be able to get ready for the next events. And I'm lucky one of my teammates, she qualified from the Atlantic region, Meg Reardon. And so I'm able to pass down that knowledge to her. And Alex and I have been able to impart any information, any knowledge that we've learned, any, any experiences we've come across, we've been able to give to her, say, hey, like, this is what you can expect or this is what you cannot expect. Obviously, things can change because they could throw, like, totally crazy elements at us where we can't control that. But it's like I go in there and I have that understanding of, all right, this is how it's going to go. But at the same time, every single year, I'm so grateful to return. And I'm so like when I'm on that, when I'm in that competition floor and I'm on that floor, I just soak it all up and I take it all in because I know like nothing's guaranteed the next year. Anything can happen at the drop of a hat. Like things could change drastically in life. So it's like I make sure to enjoy every single moment and take it in because nothing is ever for sure the next year, you know? Okay, so let's move on quickly because we're running out of time and I really want to hear more about (laughs) prepareandexecute.com and how you came uh, to develop that program. Yeah, so uh, again, my coach and fiance, Alex, and I, we he's been my coach ever since I started pretty much. um, I mean, minus the time like, that I did all my competitions. I know, but still, um, I, I just, every time you say my fiance and coach, I'm like, man, they must have such a great relationship, like a good balance. I cannot wait to talk a little more about the marriage hack slash relationship hacks. It's, it's so, it's so, it's, yeah, that's communication. I swear, that's the key. Oh, I so, totally agree. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but anyway, so we, we talked about this. We started it in October of 2015, yeah, so last year. Um, and we essentially created this website, Prepare and Execute, and we wanted to have a forum to be able to put my training on there. So it's my workouts, my warm-ups, my lifting, my Metcons, my accessory, everything that I'm doing in the day, he will put together and he'll put it on a blog um, so people can sign up for like $15 a month. They can see my entire program. Um, and people have signed up and they're like, hey, like I do everything. They're following everything from the top to the beginning. And some people maybe just pick and choose like, hey, I just want to do the warm-ups or I just want to do one of the Metcons she's doing. Um, but we wanted to give it to so people could kind of follow along and share the journey together because it's like yes I'm in the gym and I'm doing the work but it's like I wouldn't be here without him I wouldn't be here without the family I wouldn't be here without the community people in the community that are so supportive not just to myself as an athlete but to other athletes out there as well it's like we wouldn't be here without everyone's support so it's like this was like hey like let's share this journey together so let's get there together and kind of again creating that community sense 
So we've put all my workouts um, and programming on there that people can follow along with. And we've also had um, a lot of blogs that Alex has put up. So he'll blog about nutrition or he'll blog about um, training and like mental fortitude and how that obviously plays a big picture into your goals, whether that be CrossFit or other related um, goals. And so he has a lot of blogs on there. And we also had um, lots of talks about nutrition and, again, like other aspects of my training. And then we had kind of our philosophy of training, like what's important. Like psychology is obviously very important that maybe some people don't really kind of focus on or think about. Like the physical work that isn't done is obviously important, but that psychology piece is huge. And so he's done a lot of blogs on that. And we put our hierarchy on training on there. Um, and then we just were recently working on uh, a leaderboard. So people can essentially, when they sign up and they have the workouts, there'll be, say, three workouts, for example. We'll be able to put three workouts up there. And then people are going to be able to enter their scores. And they'll be able to have like a leaderboard and say, hey, like this was my time or this is how much weight I was lifted. So they can compare to people that are maybe following the program from here or to other places around the world. So it's really cool. It's been obviously a work in progress, but it's been great. We, uh, we also started with a lot of like live broadcasting. So we would essentially broadcast my workouts or my warm-ups or parts of my warm-ups because my warm-ups can be kind of long sometimes. So we'll videotape some of the pieces and then we'll put them online so people could see that and they could follow along. We did uh, we also did like yoga and some of my lifting sessions so people were able to follow along. And we got a lot of really good feedback from that. So that's something I think we'll pick up. We did that in the beginning and I think we'll pick that up um, a little bit later down the road to essentially build upon. So uh, it's been great. It's been a work in progress um, and just building that through the past few months. And we actually just started... Um, Alex has been, he's actually a, a full-time nurse. He has been a full-time nurse. He was a travel yeah, nurse. Yeah, doesn't he like travel around too? Yeah, so What's he- What the uh, How does yeah, he so do he, all this? So he's been off work for the past few months um, and he's been able to build more of the coaching and we're actually doing team entropy coaching, which essentially is a one-on-one personalized programming with um, Alex. So he has been doing my programming obviously from the beginning. Uh, we also have a handful of other athletes on board um, Meg Reardon from the Atlantic region. She's off in North Carolina. She and then has we have the, couple- the, like, what is it? Um, uh, wax the wax and weights. And weights. Yeah. So have, she has the freaking cutest Instagram. Yeah. It's so adorable. Their dog, Bay, the pit bull, is <laughs> so cute. I think he has his own IG att- account, too. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, yeah, so he's been working with her. And then uh, Lauren Adams from Northern California and a couple of other athletes. And so the team entropy essentially is the personalized programming uh, offered for like if you're like hey I have specific goals of this is what I want or this is what I want to do then he'll do that um, that and that's just something recently new that we started doing because it's like obviously he has uh, a knack for coaching he's great he's able to see the entire plan like kind of look and forecast for the future but also say all right where are you here where do we need to work on and where do we want you to be because it's not necessarily just okay where are you at right now it's where you're going to be in six months or a year um, and so we have that offering as, uh, that available as well for the personalized programming, which is pretty cool. So has your training changed very much or have you like really had a, a major takeaway after like, I just think it could be really transformative to kind of take a step back and see your training through so many other people's eyes. Has that changed in anything? terms of like, in like, terms of like, started or? well, I just mean like in terms of, you know, having other people who are having access to the same stuff, like do yeah. they ever have any feedback or like their experiences? Does it make you, does it like give you any kind of different insight into the things that you're working on or the things that you need to work on? It definitely does because um, it's like there's people will either share it on Instagram or they'll, they'll email us and be like, hey, I've been working on this or working on that. And some of it sometimes I look back and it it kind of reminds me of where I was at like 
oh man, I could barely do muscle ups or I could barely do handstand push ups, and that's what they're struggling with. And it's like I can give feedback, say, hey, like it's going to be challenging, or you're there, but you will eventually be here. Um, and I can speak from just personal experience with that. Um, and then when people share stuff on Instagram, or they're we've have we've done a lot of like six or eight week programs, like for accessory work or for muscle ups for those that maybe want to get better at muscle ups, like increase the volume, mm-hmm. or for those that maybe don't have muscle ups and they're trying to work on muscle ups or handstand push ups or handstand walking. Um, Alex has put together uh, like essentially programs that we've been able to send out through an email list, and we've got a lot of feedback on that. They're like, I love it. Like I've made so much progress. Like I'd never be able to do a muscle up, and now I can do three and like that's amazing because it's like awesome like good for you because it's like we want to help people be successful in their goals and seeing that feedback is like it's all worth it you know totally i need to get on that that's like the yeah. one thing margo that i oh i just can't get a muscle up. and everyone's like you're so close you're so close every time i try and so i'm like i need to and every time they say you're so close i just want to throw something at them because i'm like <laughs> i know don't tell me that I don't. don't. Um, what is your? This, I feel like this is rapid fire because we got to wrap this up. But what is um, your favorite thing to incorporate for recovery? So I'll usually do my shakes, like my progenic shakes, um, like the the um, carb, which is the build, and then the protein, obviously. And then I'll do the amplitude, which is um, like the creatine that I'll put into a shake. That I love just because it's quick, it's easy. Because I'm in the gym for so long that that would be my go-to. The other thing would be baby food. Some people are like, oh my God, totally use baby food too. Other people are like, what? Baby food? <laughs> um, it's like kind of like completely opposite. But yeah, I just like it because again, it's quick, it's easy. If I'm in the gym for long or if I'm in the gym where I'm like, I have multiple workouts where I'm maybe taking a shorter break between the workouts, I'm not going to go and eat like a full meal and like rest an hour for it to digest. I'll like have some baby food, I'll have a shake and then I can get to it. So those are kind of my go-to things kind of when I'm in the gym. Sometimes maybe coconut water if I, if I have an inkling for it. But then, like when I'm out of the gym and I'm, re- I need to recover, like for sure, food, like lots of carbs, like potatoes, rice, bread. You like ice cream? I love ice cream. What kind do you like? Ooh, that's tough. Um, <laughs> that's tough. Like actually, I really like. Oh man, I'm trying to think. I really like butter pecan. Um, my fave. I, that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's super good. Uh, and actually, just became there's a place right down in Missoula. Um, some friends and I actually. Meg Reardon and Molly Volmer were actually up this weekend and we did training this past weekend, but we actually went to this place called Sweet Treats Ice Cream and they had a huckleberry and like a lemon pie Ooh. ice cream with like graham, cra- graham cracker crust in it. It was so good. That sounds really good. Yeah. So those are my top three. Relationship hacks. We, we do. Can't, we I know, can't forget I know. it. No, we can't forget that. Do you have a few in your mind, Margo? Um, so I know like if we're at the gym and we're kind of like we're still there, we're kind of in coach athlete mode. Yeah. Um, we'll kind of just go in our separate directions. Like he'll hang out at one side of the gym and I'll hang out the other side of the gym. We, like I said before, communication <laughs> wise, like we have to say like, Hey, like coach's hat on and he'll be like, let's have this talk. And so we'll have a talk. Like I have a pretty thick skin. Um, so when we're talking like coach athlete, it can get kind of like, I have to make sure I don't take it personal. I, I take the personal aspect out of it because that obviously is not going to do me or do him any good. But then it's like when we're at home, sometimes Allow, just allowing us to have our own space, whether that he's in one room and I'm in the other, or if I'm on my phone and he's on his phone or watching TV, just to like, we don't necessarily need to be talking, but we can just be around each other and just like kind of simmer. Yeah, you don't always have to be talking. Like, yeah, BFFs and Claire yeah. and I, as much as we uh, love the CrossFit community, we judge. We are judges when we see like the lovey CrossFit <laughs> photos where people yes. are like lifting barbells together and like squatting, the overhead and squat smooch. Pick. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just, you're crossing a line. It's, you know, a little too much. I mean, I know you love the CrossFit together. It's funny because when I see that, I'm like, 
one, how many takes did that take? Because yes. you have probably got in the squat and then you probably had to like inch yourself A lot forward. of balance. And when people that do that, like, that's totally cool for them. Like, we probably would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll probably just kind of like, we find our own little spaces um, and just kind of be by ourselves for a, like, a, like some time. And then that's where it's like, all right. But we've done a pretty good job of like communicating and making sure like, cool, like, yeah. okay, it's coach-athlete relationship or it's the personal relationship and making sure to separate the two. Yeah, that's good it's though. Tough, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, congratulations though. That's not easy. It's not yeah. easy to do that. I really want to commend you yeah. on that. Thank you. Um, okay. And then I want to um, talk a little bit about your, are you still sponsored by LifeProof? Yes, I am. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about the video that they did. Was it last year, a couple years ago? Yeah, 2015. Um, yeah, yeah. And... Um, incorporating the loss of your sister. And I just want to know a little bit about how that came to be because that was such a powerful video. Joy always does this. We have like one know, minute left and I she's know. like, okay, I do so this we have, all the time, Margo. So, okay, so we have 10 seconds. Okay. Let's dive into like the and most And then, then intense... I ask like the most important question. But I, you can take <laughs> no, as much totally time fine. as you want. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Um, yeah, so, I did it again. No. You did. You did it again. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, so it was when I when I talked with LifeProof and um, the media team that they were going to be putting this together, they wanted to have... You know anything in life that I've gone through that was maybe testing my testing myself and kind of how I've pushed through it or how my my limits have been tested or how life has has been tested or how I've been maybe got to the point where maybe I feel like things are just not going the way it should and it's like how do you push through how do you continue with what you're doing um, when there's maybe tragedy in life and it's like not that it was the perfect example but I was like well I was like I mean I've had family members when I was younger passed away but I was like my passing of my sister was obviously a very it was a it was a big catalyst into like how I live my life now and I think being able to share that story like obviously like it was emotional like to talk through because it's like I'm totally fine being able to discuss it but obviously it brings up a lot of emotions but it's like to be able to share that story and it's like to be able to share like how she lived her life or the the way she lived her life and at such a young age her passing away was like man like obviously it was devastating to my family and myself and it's like I would never wish that upon anyone. Um, but you go through something like that and it's like, I just, I was really inspired by how my sister lived and how she kind of took her outlook on life. And it's like, when she passed, it's like, you know what? Like, I'm I'm not going to kind of fall into this, to this point where I'm going to always be sad and always say, oh, if this would have happened or if that would have happened. It's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to use this to kind of go and live my life and I'll, I'll live my life the way my sister would have lived her life, which was full of passion and literally like make each moment the most important moment of her life and she made sure to enjoy everything and not really have any regrets with it with anything in life whether that be meeting up with friends or going to events or snowboarding or whatever it may be and it was just it, it was it was really hard but at the same time it's like I knew that I could move forward I knew that I could continue on with life and so working with life proof we talked about kind of the whole experience like what had happened and how it happened and like what I felt and the emotions I went through and and kind of where I'm at now and it's like as hard as it was and as, as if I could go back and change it obviously I would but it's like I can't but it's like I use that as a motivator for going forward and it's like that was the biggest thing with life it was like you know we want to share your story with life and so we were able to capture kind of moments of in CrossFit I think CrossFit's kind of a a very big similarity to, to maybe life events that you go through. It's like there's going to be events where their family pass away, whether they're old and they're going to pass away or if it's like taken at a point when, you know, you don't expect it. But it's like all those moments in life are going to test you. But it's like how do you push through and how do you continue to kind of reach a little deeper? How do you continue to say, hey, you know what, like I can do this. And then CrossFit, I think there's a lot of that where it's like you're in a workout and you're like you're frustrated or mentally or physically and you're like I can't do this. But it's like the same time you can do, dig a little deeper and think of 
what can I do with what I have? Yeah. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's just, yeah. it's so inspiring to watch that. I could watch it a million times and just feel it in my gut of how powerful that was for you to, to even just do that and put that message out there. So no, it's definitely really, it, it turned out just so amazing. Thank you. I was yeah. definitely, it's to be able to share that story. It's like, if I can at least share my story and help like at least one other person, like awesome, like that would be, it would all be worth it. And obviously it would all be worth it no matter what. But it's like I had a lot of people reach out to me, um, Facebook, uh, text messages, um, Instagram messages and all that stuff. And it's like people are like, man, like, thank you so much for sharing your story. Like, And they would tell me their story of their sister or their mom or their brother. And it was like obviously very emotional to hear that. But it's like, you know, like you can do it. They can get through it. They can like aspire to do something better or aspire to like push through that hard time. Mm-hmm. And I think being able to be able to relate to them gave them some hope in the long run. Um, and it's like, again, if I could help one person reach their goal, if I can help one person get through a, tar- a hard tragedy in their life, then it's like, that is more important than any competition. That's more important than anything in the bigger picture. Cause it's like, that's what's life about. It's about, you know, being able to celebrate what you have with those around you. And obviously at some point in life, people are going to pass away or they're going to leave, but it's like, they'll be with you in some other form or fashion, like on whatever, if you believe in religion or spirits or whatever, like they'll be with you, but they'll be in another place. But it's like, no matter what the community that we have can support one another. And that can be kind of as a, as another way to kind of fall back on or lean back on when times are tough. And I, I just think that's such a beautiful thing about CrossFit too, is we honor, we do such a good job of honoring the difficult times and Mm -hmm. um, coming together as a community. And so I just, I, I feel like that was so powerful for you to do too. And just watching it is like, yeah, that's the energy that we want to bring to this community is we're all in this together. And we watch this and we're like, that is so inspiring and carrying that forward and turning that into motivation for you as we feel that. We feel that motivation. Yeah. And, and I, like, I awesome. think a lot of people too are able to make that connection of like, okay, you know, I I know that I can do hard things and this might be, a, you know, hard in a very, in a much harder and very different way. But, mm-hmm. you know, like you are, have been in that situation where you've thought, I can't get through this and you got through it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether yeah. it was a workout or whether it was, you know, like a tragedy in your family, just having that mentality, I think, you mm-hmm. know, you hear that um, connection made a lot and I think it's really... That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I agree. Yeah. So we want to we want to end on we're a slightly totally lighter note. Gear. Yeah, we're switching <laughs> totally switching gears and sorry to rush this, but and no, we're going to ask you some would you rathers. We love would you rathers. Ooh, those are tough ones, man. <laughs> they're fun, these though. ones are Claire is Margot Claire is the the guru of would you rathers like she can think <laughs> she can think of them just off the cuff so fast, but we put this on our Facebook page this is today. On our Facebook. Okay. Okay. <laughs> would you rather train for and compete in a triathlon or American Ninja Warrior? Ooh, American Ninja Warrior. Me too. Everyone said that. Yeah. I'm like the only person who's a triathlon. Okay. I mean, I've never. But Margo, Margo would sl- Margo would slay the salmon ladder, like slay. <laughs> uh-huh. But could you do I it in a T Rex suit? <laughs> I saw that. That was hilarious. <laughs> so so good. Okay. Um, if you if wait, would you rather have incredible mobility or a super high standing box jump? incredible mobility uh and i mean i think i feel like they're not totally know, mutually like, exclusive mm, but yeah i don't know i yeah i went with box jump I did just because just because well, we recently interviewed I, ryan moody who's right like the big high like standing box jump guy yeah and we're he he yeah. he converted us um if you could hold the world record in one physical event or feat what would it be this took me so long well okay so let me give you some examples because yeah. there are some really this good so people answer with out. some good ones like one person said uh most groceries carried in one trip that's, that's a hilarious. really good one <laughs> it's a really good one 
I think mine was world's fastest talker because I feel like I'm already in you the and Margo could rival. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm pretty think I'm well known for talking fast, i.e., slash too fast. <laughs> but like, if you're it's a fast talker, you don't here. feel like you're talking that fast. You're right. just it's just your speed. I'm following you both because I'm around Claire all the time. <laughs> That's perfect. That's awesome. Any does anything come to mind? Man, that's um. What did I write down, Claire? I think I wrote, I wanted to be, oh, the best dresser, because my husband's a total yes. clothes horse. World's best dresser. I wanted to be the and best dresser. Actually, that, like, I'm, I'm not, like, the worst be- dresser, but, like, if I could be the best dresser, like, that for sure would be awesome. Yeah. Where do you <laughs> like to shop? Like, like where, do you get, where do you like to get fancy? Oh, man. I'm a like, product person. It's been person. so long since I've bought, in, like, nice clothes. I mean, I've bought, in, like, a dress, but it's, like, that's worn, like, once or twice a year. It's like I have like nice Lulu clothes that I Yeah. Okay, like, so I'm, what's your favorite Lulu item? Oh man, that's really tough. I really the like the three so quarter weird. crop pants. Yeah, those yep. are like those super are good. Cool. Yep. Okay, would you rather have an unlimited supply of prepared meals that magically appeared in your fridge every day? Magic. Or new rogue gear that magically appeared in your garage every week? Oh, rogue gear every week. I knew really? she was going to say that. Oh, like, I would totally do she's, she's a professional crossfitter. She yeah, but all the food gear. is important. I know, but she could, yeah. she can, yeah. She, uh, here's the thing. Like, you and I, if we got rogue, if we got rogue gear, we'd be like, oh, that's nice. But, yeah. That's true. We'd be like, She'd be oh. like putting it to good use. Touché. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this one maybe doesn't really apply because you wear workout gear all the day, every day anyway, but would you rather have to wear high heels but get to wear whatever else you wanted to work every day? Or have to dress business formal but get to wear your CrossFit shoes. That's a tough one. I think I'd go with the latter. Wear my CrossFit shoes because it's like heel. I love heels, like, but I think I last about now. I think it probably lasts like five to ten minutes. But <laughs> it, has, it has to be some sort of wedge. If not, then I wouldn't even last that I'm long. I'm out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's and then last but not least, uh, if you and you may already have an answer for this that you don't even have to do off the cuff. If you could pick a CrossFit nickname for your best friend, what would it be? Oh man, a CrossFit nick- nickname for my best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like cool. Claire's. Claire's the double under queen, and Claire- Joy's power shoulder. Hashtag yeah. power shoulders. Mm-hmm. I have that very, place. very large shoulders. <laughs> oh man, I I am totally stumped on that one. I'm like, I can't even think of anything. <laughs> well, who's your CrossFit BFF um, besides your fiance? So, <laughs> so Alex. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to think. Oh man, I mean, I call him. Oh man. Oh, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> <laughs> We won't tell him. We won't tell him. It's just, it'll be between you and me and and the 5,000 people who listen to this podcast. So I'll call him at times. We'll call each other like boo-boo, which sounds like totally... Hey, no, it's way better than boo. If it's double boo, I'm okay with that. But the one boo, I can't get on board with. I've I've heard of that like through Instagram, but I'm like, I don't know. That just doesn't like, I just can't. Yeah, I don't know. But I'll call boo-boo. People have heard me. And a friend of ours from Seattle, Washington, he actually owns uh, Explore CrossFit. His name is Jordan. And he's like, you guys are just too adorable. But the way he says it is like disgust on his face. Like, <laughs> why are you calling each other boo-boo? Anyways. Uh, I, can so get a, I, can, I can totally get on board with that as long as it's not one boo or bay. I'm not down with the bay. I, I don't even know where that came about. Like, I just remember seeing it on like, social media one time. I'm like, what's bay? And then... <laughs> I mean, obviously, this was a few months ago, but then it's like clearly picked up since then. But. Yeah, let's put a stop to that, everyone. Okay, let's just yeah. do that. Uh, 
Margo, it's been so great talking to you. Thank you for hanging in there with us. I know we went way over time, but it's been such a pleasure hearing about your life. And we're so excited to watch you at the games. We'll be cheering you on. We are actually going, so we'll be... Awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring we'll a poster. sign. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a sign. Well, it'd, be, it'd be great to t- like cross paths with you guys. So yeah, like- I would love it. I would love it. And then so um, listeners can find you at preparedandexecute.com. And then on social media, Margo is at 321GO. That's G-A-U-X. Yeah. Go. Got it. Got it. 321GO. <laughs> um, on Twitter, Instagram, all the handles, right? Yeah. And uh, anywhere else that you want to be promoting or plugging? Um, that, I mean, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Prepare and execute. And they can and sign up on prepare and for the programming. Yeah, totally. And if they want to check out, uh, my coach, he's at xfitalex one on, uh, Instagram. He doesn't have Facebook though. So what, what was that again? Xfit? Uh, X, xfitalex one. Gotcha. Awesome. That's right. the fiance slash partner slash, yeah, slash coach. Your boo boo. Your boo boo. <laughs> we won't tell him i swear just don't just just, just tell him like, like tell him to cut this off at like yeah minute like, 50. when they get to the would you rather after that it gets yeah. so, boring, so boring just turn off the podcast <laughs> so listeners remember to support the podcast by supporting our great sponsors at for athletics.com that's f-o-u-r athletics.com discount code g-g-w and kalo q-a-l-o.com support us also, by leaving a review on iTunes, if you like what you hear, you can submit a review, click five stars, tell us what you think. We love to hear your feedback. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, all of those fun Snapchat. things. Snapchat. Girls gone. Wait, Snapchat is GGW, GGW podcast. podcast. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.